Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle. Well, not even monthly at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle said, whatever. Hey, it's a podcast. I'm your host for mornings on 107.70, and I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats before it was called Lumen Field. He is Spokane Brandon. Spokane Brandon, and apparently, oh, this is, okay, I'm getting, like, put through the ringer right now as far as, like, the Spokane soccer scene is, uh, mm-hmm. is concerned because... So uh, a while back, it was announced that Spokane is getting a USL two team. Oh, okay, that's my that's my dog. Oh, uh, we're getting a USL two team. Okay, so it's the one that plays in the league below uh, where the Tacoma Defiance were playing, which was in the USL Championship. So then it, we're also get- <sighs> stop. <laughs> Stop. We're also getting a uh, USL women's team, which is a new league starting next year. Well, now the Tacoma Defiance are playing in the poorly designed MLS Next League or whatever that is. And and S- Seattle Sounders are talking about making them play a bunch of games in Spokane. And so I'm like, what, what is, does that mean we're not getting the USL team anymore? I, anyway, Spokane is snowy. It's fun today. Um, I, don't, it's, I, I don't know who I'm going to support next year is all I'm saying. I've, wait, you don't know if you're going to support the Sounders? No, I mean the Tacoma Defiance. Like they train in Seattle and then fly over to Spokane. Like that's the questions. worst. That's like the worst job. If you're like 16 year old kid, you're in school on Friday. You go to training after school, and then they're like, "You got to get on a flight to Spokane." And they're like, "Spokane." I remember how I felt about Spokane when I was a kid, and I have family over here. I love Spokane, <laughs> but I'd be like, "I have to go to Spokane." Dumb. And I live here now. <laughs> People call it Spokanistan yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. like for the distance and yeah. desert nature of the it. The amount of snow that we have today is more like Spokanada. <laughs> Love that. Well, so I have a question about. Okay, first of all, let's come back to Tacoma Defiance sure, and yeah, yeah, yeah. the MLS Next and all that stuff because we need to address where we've been for literally six weeks and why this season has gone so poorly. First of all, last time we podcasted, the Sounders were still in it because the season was still going. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the Sounders are still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was before the playoff match. Then on top of that, they get bumped out, and then stupid Portland makes it to the to the MLS Cup final match, and then they lose in penalty kicks, which we'll get to here in a second as well. Okay, so all that happened. We haven't talked about any of it, and that's because I was tasked at work with starting a new show that Brandon is the very gracious co-host of, called Nerd Talk Plus. I do a segment on my radio show on 107.7 The End, and in Portland, and in, um, I almost said Spokane, in Sacramento. Every day it's called Nerd Talk. And this is like the half-hour version of it that we do. And it's super-duper fun. Like we, I like, I enjoy it so much because we get to really pontificate about things we know even less than soccer and make really big holes of ourselves, right? And it's it's a good time, and there's a ton of laughs, and you know, it's it's real fun. But because of that, we don't have time for this podcast, which is a shame because I very much enjoy doing this one. And we'll figure out how to do a work-life balance. You know, you adding a kid to the scene should make it way easier. Oh, yeah, have way more time. So um, we do this other show, and, like, no one's listening. It's a live show that you can only listen to if you are on the Odyssey app. And then maybe if you just search on the the podcast provider of your choice, you'll find it somewhere else and be able to listen to whenever you want. Wink! I'm not supposed to say any of that, but that's where we're at right now. Because no one's listening, so I'm trying to get people to listen by posting it. But they're trying to make radio happen live on this app. Fine. Great. Grant. Um, I think nothing of it. We make tons of fun of it all the time. We're constantly, like, railing on the fact that no one's listening and how silly it is. In the um, 
my boss, the general manager of my branch, sends out a thing being like, hey, and congrats to these couple shows. Uh, the Appy Hour, which is the men's room on KISW, they do a little live show every day, and Nerd Talk Plus for paving the way for the future of radio. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. I hope no one's listening. Obviously, they're not because no one would ever praise it if they were based on how much crap we talk. I talk about a but lot the, of whale stuff. So much whale talk. Whale talk. Whale talk. <laughs> But then it gets it gets a little bit more uncomfortable for me. I'm talking to my friend Leslie, who was smart enough to be on the company-wide call that everyone was supposed to be on, and I wasn't. And I was like, oh, man, Jack sent this thing, and the general manager sent this thing. And she's like, no, 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 dude. That was brought up as an example. Company-wide, hundreds of stations, thousands of employees were like, Nerd Talk Plus is getting it done. And I Whoa. was like... It it is not. <laughs> uh, it, it, did anybody listen to it before they? That's like that's like when you're like they don't know when it's on. Man, I really I really love you know uh, what's the the guy from the Smiths? What's the what's that guy's name? Elliot Smith? No, oh, no, sorry. no, <laughs> no. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. Elliot Smith is when you said the Smiths, my brain yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. Morrissey. Is yeah, yeah. It's like about? it's like being like I love Morrissey and I know nothing about his politics or his stance on anything, right? And then you like find about out about every not that not like if somebody's going to listen to Nerd Talk uh, Plus and they're going to be like those those guys are actually racists and <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. That's a-holes, not it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. It's like it's not that at all. It's just that the the podcast is bad. <laughs> It's listen the same way that we've never played soccer at any level other than youth, and right. then you try to comment about soccer, and everyone does it in sports yeah. fans. It's football's even worse. People are like, "Why are they playing nickel coverage?" When it's like, uh, "Shut up!" You don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, uh, and we're like, I mean, the thing is, is like we are actual self-proclaimed and sometimes other-proclaimed nerds. Like we do spend a lot of time looking at yeah. nerdy stuff and uh, butt stuff and looking <laughs> whale not, stuff, whale stuff for sure, whale butt, whale stuff. butt stuff, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we spend a lot of time looking at that kind of stuff. And so we do a podcast about the the crazy stuff that we learn uh, about the world. Now, uh, do we also talk about like what was it like gerbils taking over the world because they control the lava Bitcoin or something like that? Yes, one hundred percent. Listen, anything I've ever done in my whole life is how do I talk about something and then make it ridiculous? I consider myself an absurdist. Yeah, like and the Sounders, so, like the Sounders. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know crap about how like what five at the back actually means but yeah. i'm not a dumb guy either i can see how it plays out i just don't i haven't spent thousands of hours watching it i told my brother um steven uh who by the way congrats he is also going to have a kid um, yeah he's gonna have a kid in june like about six goat months or after. human uh what she's a goat goat goat, goat. Yeah, they goat, live yeah, in yeah. Enumclaw now so it's gonna be a goat <laughs> that is not what i meant <laughs> wait did they move from west seattle to Enumclaw? yeah bro weird yeah it's it's a it's a drive, and he knows. But I he, I asked him. I said, "Hey, Stephen, we're about to do a full ninety podcast. Any questions that we should answer?" And he ha- he puts a bunch of these questions in, and they're all like very serious questions. And I was like, "Okay, but what about <laughs> dumb questions?" And he, the first thing he says, "Who has the best butt?" <laughs> I'm in. This is what we're talking about. I see that uh, our friends at MLS UK show they do a MLS. Uh, podcast about from the perspective of people in England, and they have like Taylor Twelman on their show. We're answering questions about butts. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I actually, I bet you, what do you think, uh, Joao Paulo? I would say Joao Paulo. He's got he's got some thickness, um, <laughs> and maybe 
I don't know, maybe Schmetz? <laughs> oh, big guns, big yeah, buns. Yeah, big, big buns Schmetz. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, actually, he asked us a bunch of very good questions that I think we should get to later in the show. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars if you're still listening. But, but primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know which Seattle Sounder player <laughs> of all time has the best butt. See, now the players that I put in the run sheet here, I don't know if I can do one of them because he's 16. <laughs> no, no, no. You definitely should not have even said that much. <laughs> Sorry. That... The, the question wasn't going to be who has the best butt. But we got to improvise, Brandon. When your brother serves us up with such quality meat like that, we got to go. Uh, well, I guess it does get us into the news that the Sounders did sign two new players. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Real quick, real quick. I just want to finish on that note. I'm sorry that we didn't podcast more. We will work out a way to be better and more consistent for the new season. This one just got away from us launching a new show. We're 20 episodes into it. It took a lot of time and commitment, and I will do my best to do better next season about rallying to make Brandon do more free work. <laughs> the, the thing is that um, I'm expecting a kid shortly, and... I have a wife who needs me, and yeah. we have a lot of appointments to go to all the time. And hates us. And hates us <laughs> as a couple. Like, she she definitely, like, I spend more time talking to Greg every day than I do talking to her. Um, not true. That's not true. But we do spend a lot of time talking. Um, yeah, hey and she, uh, she, well, actually, I get a lot of time off from work. And so, hey, maybe we'll actually have some time to be able to do this podcast in the new year. Brandon has what we call a cool job, where they give him <laughs> six months to be a new dad. I get to I get to do the dad thing, which is choose to stay at your like kind of boring corporate job in order to support your family and hate your life. Yeah, hey, hating your life is universal. Yeah, that's no, true. There's no, that's true. it doesn't matter. I have the coolest job, and I still am like. When is this over? Yeah. <laughs> like, the podcast, too, maybe. So, anyway, moving into actual Sounders things to talk about. Two big signings this week. They're not big signings, big. but two interesting signing, signings, specifically one that's a multi year deal. Oh, yeah. So, Sounders go on and sign Sam Adenarin. I don't know how exactly you say his name, but um, he, uh, he, you would have seen him last year with the Sounders. He played a few. Um, a few matches when the Sounders were in that really poor uh, injury and international uh, run of run of games, right? And then they yeah. signed Obed Vargas, who is a Sounders Academy product, who came up through uh, playing at Tacoma Defiance, and he's 16 years old. And eventually, I saw a tweet like, "The Sounders are very close to be." to being able to sign a player who was not born when the Sounders entered the MLS era. Barf. Like, <laughs> let's see. Obed Vargas. Let's see. The Sounders started uh, in MLS in 2009. Okay. Uh, okay. Obed Vargas was born in 2005. He's 16. So that means that uh, players who were born in 2009 are currently 12 years old, almost 13 years old. They are three years away uh, actually, no, didn't we have a 15-year-old play for the Sounders this year? We are potentially two years away from having a 15-year-old who was born the same year the Sounders entered MLS. Yeah, mom was <laughs> here that, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> can't say that, can't say that. <laughs> mom joke, I'm just yeah. adding that to the list of things I so need tell to me, So later. tell me about the, uh, tell me about the, the, the multi-year deal, because I did not see that. I think it was um, God, 
the I think Obed Vargas actually signed a three year deal oh. instead of one instead of a one year deal with two year option. They actually signed him up long term. That, mu- that that must mean a lot for a player like that. To that means the Sounders probably see a lot in him because he's a homegrown player. You can. Um, I think there's a lot of like different budget uh, things that you can do with a homegrown player like that. Where if even even in the upcoming years they could they could you they could restructure his contract in a multiple uh, number of different ways where they can make him count less against their ultimate like uh, budget cap. So the fact that they're signing him to a three-year deal right now without those options uh, is actually pretty impressive, and it must mean that we can expect some big things from him. Hopefully. Adenarin signs a one-year deal with club options for 23 and 24, while Vargas, uh, uh, is it Vargas or Varags? Varga, Vargas. Varags. There's, an, there's a typo here on their press release. Varags uh, is Trogdor's cousin. Varags. <laughs> uh, I'm flooding the countryside. Um, uh, Vargas signs a four-year deal with a club option for 26. Wow. So he's on like a four- to five-year deal. That's I mean, I wonder Ooh. I wonder if it's one of those things where they expect that he's going to sign in Europe. And if they sign him to a big deal like that, they'll get more money out of him when, um, you know, Dortmund come calling or whatever, you know, second, le- second division team in England, right? So if they have him signed to a big contract rather than a one-year contract where they could potentially lose him in the new year, or if they have him signed to a very cheap contract, they don't have to get bought out for as much. So sign him to big old contract because they know he's having conversations with Schalke or whoever it is, right? And uh, they can come in and and pick him up. Look at somebody like, uh, there's a report um, out of a guy named Tom Bogert on Twitter who says that um, Reed Baker Whiting, who is the 15-year-old who the Sounders played last year, is training with Real Sociedad. So he's 16 years old now. Uh, he, he he did appear in four four games last year. But if the Sounders don't have him on a contract, Real Sociedad comes in here and picks him up for not that much money when the Sounders could, you know, see a payday there. That's what teams like Dallas and New York Red Bulls have been doing for the last few years is is just selling players off selling player like they get these good players through their academy sell them off for a lot of money do they reinvest that money no do they win anything well i mean this the red bulls won the the supporter shield a couple of years ago but i mean dallas i don't know what dallas is doing but dallas is probably the biggest one selling those academy players it's pretty weird to talk about children as commodities huh yeah <laughs> We got this 15-year-old. What do you want to sell for? <laughs> it's not slavery as long as they're having fun with it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think their parents have to sign, to be fair. Sure, sure. Now, um, as I mentioned, MLS Cup happened, and New York City went down to Portland. Awful, awful weather conditions, and were able to take it the full 120 minutes and then end the thing in PKs. And I, I know that it's so easy as to let your fandom get out in front of you on things like this. But I got to ask, do you feel bad for Fartland for losing at home in PK? Nope. I <laughs> love it. No, no, I was, uh, I was watching the entire time. I was upset when they equalized in like the 94th minute or whatever it was. Um, yeah. I was ups- like, I was just upset that they were there at all to begin with. And yeah. uh, so to see New York, like, Get them at the death. I mean, I think that that Portland can their fans can feel good that you know 
that's the way they went out. I feel like there's always a little bit of solace in the fact that, you know, PKs can go any direction, right? Um, and there's some solace that you can take in losing in, in penalty kicks. You didn't really lose on your merits, right? Like you lost in a shootout, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they can feel good about that. Um, can they hang it in their ba- in their rafters? No. Probably not. Uh, can they uh, put it next to their MLS's back trophy champions? Uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. But they actually did it. hang that in the rafters like idiots. <laughs> That's terrible. Their own coach, their own coach, uh, Gio Savarese, said they're still champions to me. And it reminded me of the that. Do you ever see that WWE uh, like press conference? It's still real to me. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, in Formula One news, Lewis Hamilton lost on a botched call by the FIA on the last lap as a bit of controversy to create some drama to help get a new champ and and make some Netflix numbers go up, right? That's my take on it. Obviously, I'm biased. But it's the, you know, he re- they was tied on points going in. He could have easily been <laughs> champion. That's, that's, a di- that's a different take on this. I, I saw... Um, I saw the news. I didn't watch the match because I don't care. But I saw the news that they had lost in PKs, and there was a part of me instantly where I was like, "Ah, oh, that sucks." That's a you get done dirty if that's how you lose. I'd rather have players playing until they fall. It's the last possible game of the season. Play 284 minutes until it's settled. Sure. I, I think that that would be so rad, especially for the fans, and it would be a cool challenge. But I get why you have to have PKs for television contracts and all that stuff. I I but I think. But, oh, go ahead. But I saw the result. I was like, oh, that's too bad. And then I like fired up the YouTube and watched it happen. And Steve Clark gets up and acts like such a dingus. And I was like, never mind. Go New York. I I, I feel zero bad for you after your after that, like show that he it's like he saves one and then he gets up and he's like, yeah, I'm awesome. Look at me. Timbers Army. And I just think about you telling him to F himself. (laughs) Yeah, that was like the the best moment of my entire life. (laughs) My child hasn't been born yet, so please, please keep that in mind. But still the best moment of my entire life. (laughs) Uh, I I still think that um, you're right. Like like penalties is a rough way to go out, uh, but but. I think that what we should do is bring back the hockey penalties, like the run-up penalties, where you start at, you know, 40 yards or whatever it is, and you have to dribble up. The goalkeeper is able to come off of his line and come out. It's almost like um, – because what you see in hockey, right, is you see some of the dirtiest, like, tricks and moves of these guys, like, picking the – the puck up and, and spinning around and backhanding it in. Like, imagine you just pick... He did a triple so-cow. Yeah, yeah, You just pick your five dirtiest, like, players, right, who can just do the nastiest move. Like, imagine guys just rainbow flicking it over over <laughs> Steve Clark, right? Or, or like, nutmegging keepers on purpose, you know? And, like, putting it in that... Like, I feel like there's just so much more skill in that and there's so much less chance. What if you ended up doing like this is now just hypothetical? This is some, that's something that, that MLS actually used to do. That's awesome. I'm thinking like, what if you set up like a um, three on two plus the keeper? So you had like a you had the attacking weave come in, and then two guys to play defense and and a keeper, and just keep going until find out what the best sequence of five is yeah. and, and award it there. What what if you um, what if you made them take hockey penalties? Like you brought out ice and you put them on skates and made them. <laughs> Shoot the soccer ball with a with a uh, with a uh, stick, a hockey stick. 
what's the dude awesome or whatever? Is that what it's called? The guys that dude do the perfect. trick shots? Dude perfect. Dude perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do that. Yeah. Just <laughs> set, that. Set, up, set up a trash can and then from the corner you got to see if you could bend it around a guy and the score. Whole, the whole team has to do the, the header back and forth. Every person on the team gets it until the, one of them finishes it in the trash can. <laughs> I finished in a trash can once. And, no, never mind. Asexually reproducing. <laughs> Go listen to our other podcast, uh, Nerd Talk. Uh, if you, Nerd Talk Plus if you want to hear about that. It's definitely only a live radio show and definitely cannot be found on the internet if you search. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, boss. <laughs> um, uh, it, actually, if you're listening to this podcast right now. Uh, Thank you. Leave us in the reviews of this podcast. Definitely leave us a five-star review. But yeah. tell us what would be a better way to end a penalty shootout. No, I want that on the internet. I want best butt. Best, <laughs> best butt. butt. Okay, okay. Best butt. Tell us on Twitter, at Full90Podcast, what would be a better way to end a soccer match than a speaking penalty shootout? Of, speaking of our Twitter and butts, <laughs> I took screenshots of this. I'll send them to you because for um, I use TweetDeck, and so there's all these columns full of the different tweets that are happening and stuff, right? And one of them is what the Full90s podcast puts out. And we didn't tweet for like days, but the last tweet we did was of the awful MLS next logo yeah. which is like I can't even describe how that design looks it's just man it boggles my mind but it's animated and so it just keeps spinning away as I'm working in the side there for days then I log back on after MLS Cup on that Monday where he had done some tweeting from there and I log back on and now it's just Hank Hill's tiny ass <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I, I guess it's better I <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so. Uh, is is that is that better? I don't. I so the reason we posted that is because, and this is legendary. So imagine losing on your home turf, like we've already talked about, <laughs> and then the opposing team coach strips down to his underwear and starts doing push-ups. Because <laughs> that's what the New York coach did. <laughs> okay, it's so ridiculous. Why was there was there a bet? So or that so he, he was the coach of a team, I think, in Switzerland before he came over to New York, and he kept his team then from going into relegation. And uh, I guess there was a viral video of him at the time being so excited that he stripped down to his underwear and uh, was doing things. And so he made a promise because somebody like a reporter had asked him if, if New York wins the cup, will you do that? And he said, yes, I promise I'll do that. And then, so he wanted to keep good on his promise. Now, one of the questions that my brother asked me uh, when I asked him <laughs> to, to tell me, uh, to give me dumb questions, he said, will Schmetz go full nude when we win to one up the NYC FC coach? <laughs> <laughs> Old big buns. <laughs> <laughs> Old big bun Schmetz. <laughs> I mean that guy for 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 his age he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, hell, absolutely yeah. he is. I mean now like look there are definitely coaches that I would rather see naked. But there are definitely coaches who I would Go ahead. I I'm waiting. Uh Jim Curtin for one. Uh Ali Curtis for two. Uh then there are coaches that I definitely don't want to see naked. <laughs> And Why do you want to see? I just looked up Jim Curtin. Why do you want to see Jim Curtin? Well, I'm just saying it? I would rather see Pat him. Noonan. I would actually. There you go. I would rather see some of these guys, right? Than 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 maybe some of the other guys like Bruce Arena, <laughs> <laughs> or like or like Bob Bradley's slithery body. <laughs> like he looks like Mr. Burns when he takes off his clothes, <laughs> or like. 
<laughs> when uh, when the rat guy has Voldemort all squeezed up in the little yeah. bundled up, yeah. com- coming out of the cauldron or whatever. If you, you just you take off Bob Bradley's Mr. clothes and a bunch of spiders just kind of go everywhere. <laughs> Number one podcast of all time, <laughs> right here. Give us a five star. There's review, a reason please. that your company didn't promote this one, <laughs> and they're they're right to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mentioned MLS Next. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, MLS Next. What the hell is MLS Next? Because I am way confused by. Is there still a USL? Um. So yes, USL is a separate league from MLS, and um, they are not like. The MLS chooses to play their reserves teams, such as like Sounders FC2, now called Tacoma Defiance, in that USL league, right? Yeah. But USL um, could say, no, we don't want your reserve teams in this league. Like, But MLS pays the money, and, and USL will happily take uh, any MLS viewers it can get, right? MLS Next is basically um, Major League Soccer building their own reserve kind of... Uh, yeah, they're doing the WWE method. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of, my brother asked me a question about WWE. <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait for MLS Raw. Still real to me. Yeah, it's still real to me, damn it. Um, <laughs> so MLS Next is basically this new reserve league, which there used to be an MLS Reserves League that they didn't market very well, and it just kind of died. Um, that's kind of preempted the USL uh, League deal that they had with uh, reserve teams. So now MLS Next is going to be this new league where MLS can play their reserve teams and um, it's only MLS teams. It's only MLS reserves. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, that's it. It's it's awfully designed. Um, USL still, I think, is the more exciting league. Like who just wants to see a bunch of reserve teams play against each other? You'd rather see guys who are like I mean, everybody's hungry to get to that next level, right? But I think what USL is trying to do is eventually build their league up to the point in in enough markets where they can actually overtake MLS. They have a long way to go to do that, but they're setting up the foundation to create a a, a proper promotion and relegation system uh, between the teams that are playing because they have a USL championship, which is their top league, uh, which is funny because that's like the name of the second division in England. Um, but they, it used to be the name of the first before yeah. the Premier League broke away. Yep, exactly. They have the USL championship. They have USL League One, USL League Two, and um, and then they have like the regional USL leagues. So to be able to have, uh, I Starring think- Kitsap Pumas. I think, yeah, well, I think that they're gone now. Um, oh. They had one of the best crests in 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 the in all of the Pacific Northwest, if you ask me. Their their old crest was sick. It's kind of like a Wolverhampton type deal, but with some cooler. Yeah, with the stripes. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like we'll be talking a lot about MLS next next year because it's going to be uh, not that interesting to talk about. Like, I mean. When when a when a prospect like when an Obed Vargas or when like a, a Reed Baker Whiting if he's not playing in in Spain um, when when a player like that starts to do really well and you start to see somebody tear it up at that league we'll talk about hey it looks like you know Sam Adenarin has done such a good job down there that the Sounders are looking at calling him up that's when we'll talk about it but like are are we going to care about the results no it's a training league it's a development league this is a chance for like experimentation with formations and players and trying to see like can Alex Roldan play left back or can he play 
attacking midfield. You know what I mean? Like that's where you can test those things without real results mattering. Like who cares yeah. if you win the MLS next cup, right? I'm not sure if you're in the <laughs> sure if you're the team that wins. You do, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Wade Weber cares, you know. <laughs> and who cares if you win the MLS is back tournament? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, that's um that's really interesting that USL is now going to compete with that. That's it feels kind of counterproductive, kind of like the what's the League Cup that we participate in with Mexico and it's not everyone. Oh, the League's Cup. <laughs> yeah, the League's yeah. Cup, yeah. You were just Crack that soccer ball in half and turn it into a trophy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I um I don't, whatever. I'm not. I'm not trying to get too caught up in it, and yeah. it feels like a stunt. But if MLS can, they're, they're really good about making their brand unified by literally controlling everything. So maybe they can do that well, with their second. So there's something. So I touched on this at the beginning of the of the episode about Spokane, right? So mm-hmm. first of all, there was some news out of Seattle on Monday, or was it on Wednesday of this week that said that um, OL Rain and Tacoma. Def- well, so OL, OL Rain. So let me back up. First of all, there's not going to be a soccer-specific stadium built in Tacoma like they were originally planning when the Tacoma Defiance were originally mm-hmm. uh, rebranded from from S2 and moved to Tacoma. The uh, Seattle Reign, that, which became the OL Reign, were then also moved to Tacoma to play down there uh, and with the expectation that there was going to be a soccer-specific stadium built. Now, the news is that there will not be a, a soccer-specific stadium built in Tacoma. OL Reign are moving up to play at CenturyLink Field um, in, in Seattle, where the Sounders so play. So cool. Which is, or sorry, Lumen Field, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and the Tacoma Defiance are, are no longer going to play in Tacoma either. So Where are they going to play? Uh, well, so there's because they're moving to this MLS Next League. Um, the Sounders are talking about, I guess these are rumors, the Sounders are looking for p- places for them to play. I would imagine, you know, they'll see a lot of games at Starfire. Um, because, you know, when S2 was a thing, the, a lot of work and infrastructure went into building out that stadium a little bit better. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it down there, too. Uh, that brings back some good memories, doesn't it? Yeah, man, absolutely. You being in a suit and too uptight and John and I not taking you seriously yeah. enough. And, yeah, throwing hot dogs yeah. through the window. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, uh, but I, there's talks about having them play games like at, on a tour around the around the state. So, like, playing some games in Spokane. You know, uh, yeah. it, which would be crazy because I'm just getting excited about the Spokane USL team. So, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Like it's it's hard because I really just want to get into the local team, right? But I don't want there to be two local teams. You know? Yeah, absolutely. But I guess it's like um, I, know I grew up in a town that didn't have pro sports, and so there was only minor league stuff. So I liked the Albuquerque Dukes was the name of the minor league team, but I didn't care about the Dodgers at all. I was still a Cubs fan or whatever, you know? So it's like, I think you can, from league to league, like different things and be okay. Just the fact that you like Spokanada FC or whatever is fine and still be a Sounders fan because you talk. it's not really the same crossover that you'd expect. um, In the same vein, I want to give props to the new team that just launched in Seattle, a USL 2 squad. Again, there was the championship, USL 1 and USL 2, on the same scope as uh the spokane team it's ballard fc who just launched a brand new thing under lamar nagel yeah evidently sunk some either star power a little bit of his uh money from his playing <laughs> days into starting a new team and uh they got launched over the last couple weeks which is at december 1st they started which is just awesome and i'm looking forward to seeing them play uh what's it i can't remember the name of the stadium now it's interbay stadium it's interbay stadium first of all 
<clears throat> their crest is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I they, they released their jerseys last week, and I definitely bought one immediately. Oh, cool. I think I will, too, just I, to support. Because I think they're that's a good sweet. To... And I live in Spokane, obviously. But when I was over in Seattle, I actually lived really close to uh, my apartment was really close to that to that stadium. I would have loved. Where to, is it? Uh, it's so actually, you know where the Red Mill over in Inner Bay is? Uh, the burger joint? Uh, I can't picture it. I know where like the golf course yeah, is. Yeah, so over the there, golf the course, if you go west a little bit. Um, from there like if you get on that exit you go down that main road through inner bay it's just it's like behind it's like down some hill and like kind of behind it almost looks like tucked in a little bit uh but it's in a really good spot uh and it's really really cool i actually tried to go me and my buddies were trying to find actually me and steven and our buddy tyler were trying to go find a place to kick a ball around and we wanted to go in there but they keep it really like locked up and tight so because that's where spu's home field is um they like to keep it nice and and uh clean so uh, we couldn't go play there, but it looks like a sweet stadium, and it would be really fun to catch a game. I guess I assume that SBU played at uh, they would have their own facility on campus, but they wouldn't because there's not any room there. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, cool. Well, that's great. I mean, that's it's interesting. I, I'm really confused by the fact that MLS is kind of abandoning um, the USL like that, but also they don't have control over it. And we know how much they I like mean, that, so. MLS Next is going to get zero eyeballs on it. Uh, I guarantee, yeah. and so I don't think USL is really don't at tell risk. that to Dave Clark. <laughs> other, I don't think that they're really at risk, other than um, uh, a bunch of people who were watching their MLS teams reserve teams will now not be watching. But I don't know how big of a, a population that actually is, right? Like As somebody I, who's I, called a few of those games, let me tell you, it is a very small population. We, of I mean, we love mad. we love the Sounders, and all we do is talk about the Sounders. However, yeah. we didn't even watch Tacoma Defiance games. So yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, some of the there's some really crazy news that really had me shook up. That I don't know if it's just posturing or if it's legit. Hang out here. We'll get to that next. All right, so one of the things that had me super worried going to the end of the season, I thought everything was going to be okay, and then I saw something from Sounder at Heart or whatever, uh, from Jeremiah Oshan or something that was about Raul Ruiz Diaz thinking about kicking the can down the road and saying, peace out. Where are we at with that, Brandon? What do you think? I don't know, man. It's So, I mean, there was new, like, Raul Ruiz Diaz posted something at the end of the season that was basically, the way that he wrote it kind of looked like, a guy who speaks primarily Spanish, not understanding how his words can come across as a permanent goodbye to the club, right? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Um, a lot of people were reading into it and say, looking like, thank you for everything, Sounders fans, as like, oh, no, he's leaving. And I kind of looked at it originally as like, no, you guys, like, this is a guy who speaks Spanish. It doesn't translate properly, whatever, right? Like, it's just him saying thanks for the season, you know, he didn't say see you next year, but maybe he didn't think he needed to. Well, right. then uh, it turns out like there are some reports coming out that Ra- Rui Diaz asked for more money and the Sounders weren't willing to give it to him. They're not willing to pay him. Now, uh, he had a good season. Uh, he had a great season. Um, right. He, he's he been awesome for the Sounders. Um Super good at getting COVID. Great like, really at getting good. COVID. Yeah, uh, really good. Super good at getting injured uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but so the Sounders aren't willing to pay him the more money, and uh, and so I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's just posturing. Maybe they'll come to an agreement. 
who knows what's going to happen. It would have been really sad to see that that last game without knowing that it was his last game to see him go out. Right. Um, but he is uh, uh, not featured in any of like so MLS just released the schedule for the new year and and Rui Diaz is not featured in any of the promotional materials from the Sounders for the new season, and oh boy. <laughs> um, and so it's sounding like they are not going to come to an agreement and so the Sounders either are playing Sam and Denner in up front primarily next year or uh, looking for a new stri- I mean Will Bruins there as well but like looking for a new striker. Maybe this is the off. This is the year, the rebuilding year for the fish cannon. Like maybe they just have to. Too many fish guts cut up in the engine that shoots. <laughs> he said he's, he's Peruvian, so he was saying, "You start putting guinea pigs through that cannon, or I walk." And they're like, "We could never. It's salmon or or nothing." That's not it at all. He demanded to be paid in Bitcoin, and they were like, was "Like that's that's what South America's transitioning." I to, know. Okay? I know. Yeah. That's uh, uh, I don't think there could be anything as hard to cope with as the guy who every ninth touch scores a goal. Sure. Like there's when we when uh, the team lost Obafemi Martins, that was huge yeah. to find somebody to to score with that consistency that you needed, and you still don't know if um, if Jordan Morris is going to be productive next year or not, yeah. what role he's going to be in, or, or how. Um, how clutch he's going to like. He's not a Rui Diaz. He's not a number sure. nine up top like that. Well, and 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 we have talked a lot not necessarily on this podcast about how if Raul Ruiz Diaz was fast about how much more uh incredible he would be for this team the Sounders haven't really had a fast pacey striker since mm-hmm. they lost Obafemi Martins yeah um before that it was Eddie Johnson and he was also a threat in the air um but also like Ruiz Diaz wanted some more money and didn't get it so I think that the Sounders, if they are in the market for another striker, I don't know how quick uh, a Denneran is or not, but if they're in the market for another striker, they need pace. Like, imagine two quick guys uh, like Jordan Morris plus this new fast, hopefully, striker uh, playing alongside each other and actually being able to, like, just shred the defense. We Sounders haven't had a player like that in a long time. It's, I got it. I got it. Okay. I don't know how fast he is, but Sergio Aguero is available. That dude is super not available because he's like <laughs> a, a like a whisper away from a heart attack. But, yeah. okay. but I just heard he retired. I just I did, you know, I don't. Not only did he retire, he yeah. retired with 420 goals to his name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, if he was playing in MLS, that would not translate well. That would only, what, 69 goals? Yeah, and, like, that guy sucks at soccer. No then. wonder he didn't play in America. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he yeah, inflation. He wanted to go for the inflation. I don't know what you do about that top spot there. Like, I, I just, I can't understand how the team, like, the ML, MLS in general has very bad defense. <laughs> and since Jimmy Traore left the Sounders, their defense hasn't been great, and that could be a coincidence that there's been injuries and stuff, but I, I don't have a ton of uh, hope in that. And you said to me that getting someone, you just need someone fast who has a decent touch because they can burn through the bad MLS defense and be able to punish everybody. But those people oftentimes are needed at bigger clubs too. So right. I I find it hard to, when you have somebody like an Obafemi, you got to cherish them while you have them because you know that they're going to go somewhere. That's Raul Ruiz was perfect for us because he wasn't, Quite fast enough that everyone else was coming poaching for him, but also he was good enough to score a bunch of killer goals. Yeah. So that's too bad. I, um, hopefully they'll still work something out, or 
you know, he's only got so many years to play, and sure. so I don't blame him if he wants to try and get that cash grab and, you know, provide for his family or whatever, but it is a bummer. And maybe the Sounders do go for a youth play, right? Like, maybe they do go for a young, unproven striker. Um, maybe we actually see Leo Chu play some minutes next year. No, stop. <laughs> Not at striker, but, you know, maybe you actually see him touch the field, uh, yeah. which we haven't seen a lot of. I don't know why. Like, is this, is this another, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh, Martinelli or... or uh, yeah, uh, that guy plays for Arsenal, I think. But no, but there was a guy who the sound like this is the I can't even remember his name because the Sounders signed him and he seemed uh, he seemed awesome and then never touched the field because he just had problems with Schmetz. Schmetz and him Magnus just, Wolfeichrom. Yeah, no, that guy was awesome. <laughs> he gra- had a great name. Uh, yeah. Was actually good at soccer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we got rid of that guy. Yeah, is that was that a Schmetz issue that the guy that you're talking about didn't didn't gel or? Yeah, I I don't exactly I don't exactly remember. Gosh, what was his name? It's killing me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so who knows like what the deal with Leo Chu? He's a young guy, unproven. Maybe he's just not training the way that they thought he was going to. And I feel like the way the Sounders play, I feel like the uh, the Will Bruins of the world. He, I, I love Will Bruin. Oh, and he produces when he's healthy. He hasn't been able to make that happen very much. But like he does okay. But he's not that. You can't play that, him as a number nine. Yeah. Right. Like he's your hold up guy for a fast. He's the. I mean. Not to make this direct comparison, but he's the Clint Dempsey to an Obafemi Martins, right? Like you need a guy. He really hasn't even proven that that much. He really hasn't even been able to provide that type of service. Right. Boy, that's that's rough. Hey, where do you stand on Ladero? Ladero's getting older, and he's a club legend. And like, I'd hate to see him go, but. Joao Paulo is not the same player, not the same position, but he provides. And then you got Christian Roldan, like. You play that double pivot midfield instead of the diamond with Ladero up top. It's, it's, I I don't know because it, it's a hard thing for me to say. But first half of the season they were fine. They were fine without him. And and yeah. do you move on from a player like Ladero who can't stay healthy? And like granted, it sounds like it was a surgeon's fault uh, that he had some issues with his knee because that's what a player will say when they can't get healthy. Um, but. Ladero has a hard time getting back fit in with the squad, not looking like his old self at any point during the last season. Granted, he didn't have a lot of minutes to play to get back up to that health. But but we've been saying this for a while now. We haven't had a backup to Ladero in a long time. You rely so much on him uh, when he's on the field that uh, without him, it forces the Sounders' hand to play differently and the Sounders saw some results out of it now they couldn't keep that through the rest of the season Ladero or not um but to but to move on from a player like that who is obviously great but on I would say the decline uh in my opinion it it I don't know man like do you do you go find a new number 10 do you go find somebody who's pacey a pacey midfielder I I I just love fast people it turns out so that's so tough, dude, because are you going to rebuild a whole squad? Are you going to try and find a new you know, striker and a playmaker is, at the is, same time? Yeah, is 2021 or 2022 going to be the actual rebuilding season that 21 was supposed to be? Yeah. I can't find the article off the top of my head right now, but I was uh, reading that soccer has surpassed hockey as the third most popular sport in the United States. And I'm sure they're not talking about MLS or USL soccer when they say that, but with the success of the Premier League and how well NBC has done at bringing that to us, that's pretty wild. And you think about, like, I'm in a city right now in Seattle where there's 
a crazy popular hockey team that's playing, that's skating for the first year. And so that's all anyone's talking about. But Sounders have gotten it done 13 years in a row. And that's going to have a big impact if you start seeing that in other places. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of other cities that are having that same type of success. You got your, well, it's, it's, we could probably list them all pretty quickly. Yeah. Of the, You have your LAFC, you have your Portland Timbers, your Atlanta United. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that it? I mean, what else do you get? I mean, stadiums? I guess Austin uh, and Cincinnati have both, and Minnesota, uh, those three teams, but they're all still relatively new. All of those teams, uh, yeah. Seattle's now like a figure of the league. Yeah. It's like it's no longer. I mean, it hasn't felt like they're the new team in a long time either. But they're now like when you're talking about soccer in America, you're talking about just a few markets, and that's one of them. That's yeah. so so cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, we're out of time. <laughs> I could keep talking forever about nonsense like this, but in case you, uh, I don't know, this podcast is too long and you didn't listen. It's too long. Didn't listen. <laughs> okay. Too long. Didn't listen. Gonna buy my killer scarf from Spokanada FC. I, I was hoping you were gonna say killer whale. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on there. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, too long. Didn't listen. Uh, it turns out that Mr. Burns is just a robe full of spiders. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and Bob Bradley is just baby Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too long. Didn't listen. We have another. Definitely only live show and not a podcast called Nerd Talk Plus that is taken away from the season. We are very grateful for all of the support that we've had and the people that are still staying subscribed. We'll do better next season. Actually, I, w- I do want to say one more thing. And I uh, uh, congratulations, first of all, to Alex Roldan, who has gotten engaged. Yep. Um, good for you. Uh, uh, Danny Siasio, who is the uh, uh, social media guy for the Sounders, said, list of players to score a goal, record a save, score an international goal, compete in the MLS All-Star game with a sibling, play against the sibling in a World Cup qualifier, captain their national team, score a World Cup qualifier equalizer, and get engaged in the same year. The list is only one. It's Alex Roldan. The other thing that I wanted to say is thank you to Scuba Steve, who is also expecting a kid, reached out on Instagram and gave me a ton of tips about things to take to the hospital for when my wife goes into labor. So really appreciate you, Scuba Steve, and uh, good luck with your baby. Hey, so wait, that's baby number two then? Yeah. Yeah. Good job on the sex. Rubbish. Rubbish. Rubbish.